now we will begin the dance. Hello everyone and welcome again to Close Game of Thrones, the official Game of Thrones podcast of books, of the shows, of the George R. R. Martin. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, and it's fucking baseball season. It's baseball time. It's baseball season, boys. And with me as always is Bricks Oglesby. Hey, I'm Joke Stradamus, and I I foresee some some good shit this week. Ooh, goodbye. Yeah. I foresee disaster. Yeah, me too. Oberon <laughs> didn't. There's the first one. Because his eyes exploded Yeah, from his head face. He got the bad poke. He wanted he wanted the good confession, <laughs> but he got the the bad poke. Yeah. Uh, Kim's here. Hi guys. Not not uh, officially on the episode, but yeah, it's been, it's been a Kimless a Kimless drought. Yeah. It's finally Man, over, I'm... so nothing can go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so this this episode is going to do some fucking numbers if Kim's on board. True. Yeah, that's that's the cor- like the secret correlation between all of our go- good downloads yeah is kim is around <laughs> uh yeah this week it's season four episode eight the mountain and the viper more mm-hmm. like more like the the fountain and the diaper because this episode <laughs> pissed uh-huh. me off what did you think oh hang on let me, more like the fountain and the diaper because this episode pissed me off what did you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> all right nice I'll, I'll be sure to turn that into a running goof this episode uh, this episode is called The Fountain and the Diaper. <laughs> <laughs> like a penis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I already knew it was going to be good because on the previously on Game of Thrones, they showed a fucking thing from season one. Nice. When, when the poison guy is like, here, Princess Daenerys, drink this poison. Yeah. This was one of the only three episodes where they remember season one in any capacity. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, I wonder how that's going to come into play. Yeah. But... Anyway, it, and it, it's like, it, just to, to skip ahead 45 minutes into this episode, it's not even like a vague reference. They're like, what about the time I was almost poisoned and you stopped me from being poisoned? She goes to that shit immediately. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this this one starts, it's like Molestown? That's like this shitty place. Yeah, called, we're right? in Molestown, and uh, some lady is literally, literally... Literally burping the only two songs in Westeros. Yeah, like, I was like, why is, like, Molestown, like, that's our big opener? Yeah. And a guy, a, a woman burps twice, and a man says, The Reigns of Castamere! And she's like, oh, you fucking cunt. Yeah, and they're then, playing fucking burpy heads up. Yeah, and then she burps twice, and then he says, The Bear and the Maiden Fair, like, the only two songs that have ever existed in the show. Like, this this wasn't a fever dream, right? Like, there, we already saw the scene where they were just, like, in a normal tavern, like, last season, and that exact same conversation happened without burps? Yeah. And, okay. Uh, like, why would anyone want to go here? Yeah. It, it's terrible forever. It doesn't look great. It's the Rickard Karstark of places. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> everyone looks like garbage like it's falling apart there's no sun ever so like then the garbage matriarch goes to gilly and she's like hey your baby is crying all the time and also not aging um also you bitch yeah but then she luckily gilly knows what owls sound like unlike anybody else in the world and she says that's not an owl it's the bald man who kills yeah it's fucking torment giant spade is going who Ooh, fucking the Baja men are outside. <laughs> we let the wargs out. Uh, it was yeah. me, Tormund Giants Bane. And well, I, was, I was wondering, I was like, this is like a weird, like, even if it was just like a Gilly update, I was like, that's a weird like starting point for the episode. And then I was like, oh, it's because murder happens. Thank God. I know that things are bad for Gilly. Thanks for the update. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, wild, wildlings, they come yeah. and they murder. Yeah, they're like, hey, we're evil and it's it's time to murder people because we need we need... We need no moral ambiguity for the next episode. Did you know we're bad guys? We're not from here. Yeah. I don't have a passport. Egret's yeah, only own custom is slitting the throats of innocent people. Yeah. But, but not, unless not it's Gilly, Gilly and a baby. Because she has a baby. Like, shh, hey, stay right here. I'm going to go slaughter all your friends. Yeah, shh. I'm just going to kill everyone else. And then, and then, then blood comes from the ceiling. Yeah. That's how you know. And they were like, wow, have you guys ever seen The Shinning? <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. Let's make it happen here, but not really. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then cut to Sam, who's like, it's all my fault. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then Dollars Ed is like, listen, she's never died before. Listen, she's fucking indestructible. <laughs> she hasn't died yet. Therefore, she survived Craster and a White Walker, and also she—I'm sure she was like shot, and she with got a out gun. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that fucking snow guy down south, up north, uh-huh. just invented the first gun. Cool, and she survived it by not dying with her baby. Yeah, I don't want to jump ahead, but it, the scene with Roos and Ramsay, where Roos gives him the first gun, is a really nice scene. Mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure that we, when there are like good adaptations of the book i want to point that out so okay, yeah i think they nailed it and i think this is this the only time we see john snow in this episode god i think so he's, he's just bad, like he, he's just sitting next to sam like he doesn't do anything but he's bad enough for an entire episode of john <laughs> because which okay. we're gonna get next week yeah right <laughs> yeah but there's a cool fucking side thing anyways yeah. john okay so they're all like fucking manse and everybody are like right fucking next door molestown is just like our feeder town it's the thing that it, it's like the next step. It's like a suburb of the place we are at. So then John goes, well, hold on, fucking wait a second. That means that Mance is close. And then they're coming here because they went to Molestown just now. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's like, my man. Like, I know that, the, like, his entire, he was supposed to be an audience avatar here because mm-hmm. obvi- they, they don't expect anybody to know what Molestown is or anything like that. Yeah. But holy shit. Despite the, like, 50 times it's been mentioned. Yeah. Even eat like you don't even need him to say like, oh, that means it was like they were just killing humans and the one we know. Like, yeah. That's not threat enough. Our two favorite redheads and also the gross eating people man. Yeah, Yamo. Yeah, Yamo. Uh, <laughs> Yamo the Magnara fan. So then like we've been complaining like, wow, this sure is dumb or this is a weird thing that happens, and then we get to my least favorite plot ever. <laughs> oh my god. It's where Grey Worm doesn't have a boner. This is the first of, I think, two scenes where I was like, oh, literally one of my least favorite scenes in the show. This is the worst thing to ever happen. Okay, so, and also, uh, this entire arc... Doesn't exist in the books. Doesn't exist in the books. you couldn't tell. Happens in five minutes. Yeah. From the first scene where he's like, huh, a boob, to, like, at the end where he's like, I'm sorry, and then she's like, that's actually super cool that you saw my boob. That is all, that all of this character development shit happens in five fucking minutes. Like, the thing is, I, like, the show, okay, take your, like, creative license or whatever, but the thing is, it's not like I was trained to have no emotions, and that's just how I was brought up, and now I see a boob for the first time, and I like it. It's like, literally, they had magic potions that was like, you don't feel anything ever. Yeah. Like, it was actually magic that says you're not feeling yeah, and, like, if anything, it should affect his empathy and things like that, and not just, like, his ability to talk, because they just make him seem stupid. Yeah. Because they fucking, uh when he's talking, I know we're skipping ahead a little bit, but when he talks to Miss Sandy, he's, uh-huh. like, they're having the fucking, the, like, the nice romantic talk, and then he's, like, the lessons you give I in common tongue, the, lesson, the lessons are precious to I, and I fucking get it. Yeah, like, but then after that, he's, like, And you know, things are different between both of our cultures. I was raised in one way, and you were raised in another way. But you see, different paths, but for the one part where he had to say, like, I know not no speak English. Yeah. Jorah the Andal taught me star-crossed lover. (laughs) Romeo and Juliet book. He give me. Romeo or Juliet. Oh, shit. Sorry. I messed up my article. (laughs) So, like... Is this common that they just bathe in, like, the most open... That's the thing! Like, this shouldn't be that weird... Like, I I mean, he was, like, staring at her weirdly. Mm -hmm. But, like, to catch a glance of... In the most, like, he's totally underwater except his eyes are peeking out. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, nice, a titty. The best part of this scene, though, was at the very end, after they make eye contact, where he just goes under the water and drowns himself, and that's the entire... (laughs) That's the end of the (laughs) storyline. That was a good call. Good creative choice. Yeah, it's, and like I, I guess they don't teach you like stealth or not being a creep mm-hmm. as an unsullied. And like none of the other guys are like, yeah, like titties. Yeah, like they're all just bathing across from each other. Yeah, because I, I well. assume this has happened before. Like they're all they all look very clean. Everybody uh-huh. in this storyline, very clean, very clean folks. Uh, it, 
let's get to after this, to which I also hate, which when uh, Daenerys is just like grabbing Miss Sande's hair. And she's like, hey, I know you're upset, but I used to fuck my husband in front of everyone all the time. The moon was there. It was amazing. And she's like, that's how the Dothraki did it. Oh, you're not Dothraki. Yeah, what the neither, fuck? Neither are you. Yeah, um, my big note for the scene is, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Is, it, is this like the casual Danny that I always complain that we don't get? And then like the next be- thing is, like, she has, you haven't you ever wondered where their dick and balls are? Like, yeah. Um, not, not really, but I guess it's the HBO TV show Game of Thrones, so we yeah, have to. Just, hey, don't you ever wonder about his balls and his dick? His, uh, what was I his, do. She was like his tower and his stones, like, yeah. whatever. His sword and his, the sides of the sword. Can you tell this was written specifically for the show? Yeah. So but, yeah, that, that happens. Yeah, and then and he's like, the only way that you can have sex is with the penis and a vagoo and... Nine, under, un, under the horse stars. Under the horse stars. And we only have two out of those three things. <laughs> horse stars follow us everywhere. Cut to next scene where Miss Sande is just standing on, like, the steps. As She's if... just walking up her mom's throne. I don't yeah, know. like, the Iron Throne should have been there and Littlefinger. She's eight in the books, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they aged everybody up so that they could do shitty fucking storylines like this. When... <laughs> During the the long wait from uh, a feast for crows and a dance with dragons, there was a like a a survey, and it was like, what what would you most like to see in the next book? And number one, with over eighty percent, was Grey Worm like romance plotline. Yeah, that's what everyone was was interested in. Everyone and like the options were like R plus L equals J reveal, Clegane Bowl, all of this, and people were like, look, what's Grey Worm up to? <laughs> Not what is what we know what he's up to. He stands there with a the spear. Yeah, like I said, the, sh- the soldier shit is like sweet and whatever. But what? What if Grey Worm fucked? What, what about his balls and his dick? <laughs> what about them? Where are they, and how many does he have? Like, I want a storyline where where Grey Worm flees to Essos and then spends an entire arc deeply depressed and drinking, wondering where do dick and balls go <laughs> after he kills his father. Yeah. That would, that would be a cool thing to happen in this in this series yeah. if someone did that. There was <laughs> his father, Alaskan bullworm. Yeah, in uh, after the episode, there was like in the director's corner or whatever bullshit they call it, and one of D and D just it's not like a major spoiler, but one of them just spoiled something. Oh yeah, like that happens later. It's like in the next three episodes you find it yeah, out, and it's not a major getting, thing. But this is to the point where like anytime they make a bad decision, they're like, it happens in the sixth book. Yeah. <laughs> It's not my fault. I mean, it's something that, like, we know next yeah. season of the show, but right. still, that was weird. Um, to, to, let's get away from this and go to our good friend Theon. Um, yeah, this that scene was really bad, and um, also <laughs> Grey Worm is, like, a major fucking creep, because uh, he, he's like, hey, I'm really sorry, like, it was really inappropriate for me to, like, look at you like that. And she was like, actually, I like that you saw me. And he he's goes, like, me yeah, too. fucking me too. He's like, nice. I'm not, he's like, I'm yeah. not sorry either. Yeah. yeah, fucking, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, whatever, yeah, fuck the storyline. Well, yeah, what's up with Theon? Um, does this happen in the books? Uh, I had to look it up, and it actually it actually does. It does? Okay. I mean, it, it's a little different, but yeah. <laughs> naturally. Like, how important is Moat Kaelin? It's so variable in the show. Because I feel like it's either the biggest place or, like, nothing at all. Because the thing is, you can't go around Moat Kaelin. I know that's, like, the thing about it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the twins, I guess. Like, you have to... It's like a major, like, geographical choke yeah, point. it's like I... a giant swamp with a little tiny house in the yeah. middle of it. Like, you need to go through that house. Yeah. And and then in season five, like, Littlefinger and friends are walking towards it, and they're like, we'll just go around it. It's fine. <laughs> so, you know... Uh, yeah, like Ramsey dresses Theon up as Theon, and he's like, "Go be Theon." And he's like, "We should call this espionage because it's a spy." And then Theon's like, "That was." I I wish this wasn't recording. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. So he's like, "Go and pretend to be an Ironborn and surrender." Yeah, like. Um... There's a crow watching, which, like, I wish that mattered at all. This, like, like, this, like, so saying, okay, go, um, like, go be a Stark and pretend you hate the cold and you don't want to fuck that weird tree. <laughs> like, that's not going to work at all. <laughs> that's the worst disguise. I'm Ned. I'm Ned. <laughs> Ned. 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 <laughs> so, I thought this was Dagmar Clefjaw, the guy no, who talks No, it's Ralph to. Kenning. Which, is that important? <laughs> 
No, but that sounds that sounds like that sounds as anachronistic as Carl Tanner, but it actually is the name of it the person. It sounds like the actor the name of the actor playing the person who dies. Yeah. They just didn't want to come up with a new name. Like, yeah. uh, who are you? My name's my name's Randy Johnson. <laughs> the the baseball player? The big unit? It's baseball season, baby. It's baseball season. Me and Kim are going tomorrow, and it's going to be fucking 40 degrees with wind. Nice. So, baseball. Is it, is, it, is it the Mets? Of course it's the Mets. Okay, I was just wondering if it was the Mets. <laughs> Happy for always, you. It's always the Mets. Yeah. You know, After the, all this time? Your, your, uh, your Cubbies are the favored team to win the World Series. Oh, yeah. Good thing I just remembered that I like them, I guess. Yeah. Go Cubs. And they lost their, like, brightest up-and-coming player the other day because all of his knees exploded. Ah. So, go Cubs. All of them? It was, like, all the letters you always... He's, like, he tore his ACL and his (laughs) LCL, and I'm like, that's the whole knee. Wow, yeah, that is the entire knee. Uh, We The two things we don't know about are war, like... (laughs) Soldier numbers and leg muscles. Yeah. Look somewhere else for that. Listen to Serial for that. Yeah. For that information. Yeah, so fucking this show. Um, <laughs> it's gross and it's cold. Nobody likes it at Mokalin. Um, and then Theon's like, hey, you're all fucked up. Um, the Boltons will like super show you the same mercy they showed me. Do you get it, audience? If you surrender. Yeah, they show everyone. And yeah, Ralph is a nasty sick boy, and he's like, the Ironborn will never surrender, and hey, how'd that axe get in my head? Like, if you're gonna murder someone from behind, like, really, that's the route you're gonna take? I yeah. don't know, it, it seemed a bit over the top, especially from a guy who's like, if we surrender, we can go home. Yeah, this episode was really heavy on, like, the, my dude, put a fucking helmet on. Yeah. Um, so, so then, the guy, the guy, Theon's like, I'm about to say I'm Reek, but he gets an axe in the head, and then the guy's like, we surrender, cut yeah. to him with all his skin off. Yeah, do you get it? Do you get it? Ramsey's Ram- a bad Ram- guy. Did it. And then he's it, like, flaying isn't, like, hip anymore, I'm the only guy who, like, really appreciates it. It seems like so much work. Oh, yeah. Like, that can't, at, at some point, like, by the time you get to, like, the belly button, you're like, fuck. Yeah, like, like I, I gotta it. keep doing this. Just All put right. a fucking shirt on him. We'll say that we flayed the whole thing. Like, put a pink, sh- pink shirt on him. That's our thing. Yeah, right? a, a Bolton jersey. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, "Good job, Reek, my special Reek boy." Right, and that's it. Yeah, I baby needs a bath, and then mm-hmm. yeah, and we get an extreme close up, like panning up on Peter Baelish's gross upper body, <laughs> and. Did you, why did, like, he's always doing Littlefinger voice, but for some reason in this scene it sounded like he had cotton balls in his mouth? Yeah. Like, he just had his wisdom teeth removed. Yeah, because, like, I guess this is the only scene where he's kind of in danger. Uh Uh-huh. So So that's his, like, defense, is, like, he makes his voice weird? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He pulls some shit. The thing about this is, I I enjoyed this scene, um, and it's a real fucking bummer that this is the last gasp of Book Sansa. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, they could have fucking... The thing is, she reveals her identity. She's not Elaine in this episode, which is the same episode she gets that name. Um, she's still Elaine in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, still in the veil, mm-hmm. doing shit. And uh, also in the, uh, like, director's fuck den, or whatever it's called. Yeah. They were like, and this is when Sansa finally proves that, like, she's a real player. Like, yeah. she understands what's going on, and she's not, she's not the dumb little girl that everyone thought she yeah, was. The dumb, back in season one. Who's like most girls who we hate in like, season li- one. Like, a- actually from the director's mouth. Yeah. If you see Brienne likes to stab people, Arya l- fucking lives for it. <laughs> um, but Sansa does not. So yeah. we don't, we, that's, that's no good. What's she doing in this story? I I just always it it seems like it happens in this show a lot but it's also in all fiction where so, she he Littlefinger's like don't worry I'll go get Sansa for oh I mean Elaine from her room <laughs> and oh, shit. and they're like oh no no need she's yeah. right here every fucking door like, in the veil has wh- every person behind it <laughs> yeah, just, just, please like, bring in Lord Baelish's niece ah oh, shit that's the wedding priest door shit yeah. sorry um, like, oh, that's the moon door. Everyone's ah. just there like it's a fucking stage play, and they're all waiting for their cue. Like, yeah. ah, yes, my time to, to confess. And but and then they're like, tell us what happened, Elaine. She's like, I'm Sansa, and I'm gonna lie. Yeah. So she does. Yeah, and this, um... 
Yeah, the old lady hugs Sansa, and then Sansa like looks up at Littlefinger, and they give each other tiny finger guns. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You see that shit? You see it? You see what I did? I'm a player now. I learned it from you, Dad. I'm a player in the Game of Thrones. Yeah, this this will not the story this storyline will not completely regress. Um, This is what I feel like they go through such leaps to like change storylines or whatever, but this one kind of like makes sense. Yeah. Because what happens in the book, there's, like, that musician guy, right? And he yeah, gets, Marillion, like... He gets, like, framed for it? Yeah, Littlefinger, like, tortures the shit out of him until he's like, I killed Lady Lysa. Uh-huh. Um, he's like, oh, yes, he did. Yeah, he's a major creep to Sansa and shit, so, like... I mean, morally great, but, you know, deserved it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, one change, I'm like, okay, makes yeah. sense. And it makes Sansa look good. Which never happens. Yeah, I mean, every season, I, I think I say this like every episode, every season they're like, this is the season <laughs> where before Sansa was in Winterfell, but now she's in King's Landing where she can learn the Game of Thrones and become, a, and now she's with Littlefinger and yeah. she can learn the Game of Thrones. Now she's yeah. in Winterfell where she can learn the Game of Thrones. Yeah, learn to manipulate and, yeah. yeah. Um, also, Jan Royce, who is the guy who is questioning Littlefinger the most, mm-hmm. is pretty much just the Spice King from season two. Um, he is witches and dreams. Yeah. Like which side of the Vale Lords on? But they can't make an investment. Uh-huh. And then yeah. Sorrow yeah. shows up. It's like where's the dragons? Salvador San shows up. He's like, was I required <laughs> to be in the scene? <laughs> no, but nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, so and then, then he- we go back to Daenerys land where they're just like loading bodies, dead bodies off carts. Or yeah, something. they're uncrucifying the dead masters. And some little kid runs up. He's like Baristan the Bold. Yeah. Did I am just... I am foreign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did okay, they kind of just like shoo this away in the next scene, but they never completely explain where the who sent this kid. They don't or how he found Barristan or anything. Yeah, Jorah goes like, How did you find this? He goes, That's not important. Mm-hmm. It kinda is. Well, because it doesn't really add up. I don't think. To be fair, I would say the same thing. Because even if I got this duck and someone's like, "How did you find this?" I wouldn't be like, "A little child delivered it." Yeah, to me. I was. I was watching some crucifixions, and a little boy came up, uh-huh. and um, he wasn't wearing nice clothes, so that's how you knew that he was a little bird. Yeah. And so yeah, Barristan like gets the letter, and dramatic music plays, and he looks up, and he's like, "Fuck! I wish I learned how to read. I gotta <laughs> find somebody who can read." Mm-hmm. So he gives it to Jorah, who can read. And he's like he's like watching his face for a reaction, so he knows what what information was contained yeah. in the letter. Like, oh, a Baristan! It says Jorah is super good with a sword and is has been a good friend to Danny for so long that they should get married from the king. Well, it's strange that the hand of the king would send such a letter, but who am I? To... <laughs> he ships it apparently. Yeah, I do ship we're, it. We're Check his out. problematic fave. <laughs> Check out my fan fiction page. It's called Big Barry the Bold, and uh, oh, because Robert Baratheon totally wrote some fucking Baristan fan fiction. Some Baristan did. fiction. But it was, but fan. it was like an eight-year-old. It was like Baristan was strong and fought nice. Oh yeah, it's with crayon. Yeah, he just like dips his crayon in the ink. <laughs> uh, but at least um, Barry does get one cool line. He's like, "You will never be alone with her again." And I was yeah. like, "Yes, good." Uh, can we talk about when when Barristan goes to see Jorah, the first thing we see is a pan on the map that he's studying. To King's Landing. It goes from Marine, and it's labeled Marine, uh-huh. and it goes to Water, which is labeled the Narrow Sea. And then it, it's a straight, fucking straight line pan from Marine to King's Landing. And Jorah's just like, there's got to be a fucking way to get there. <laughs> I don't. I've been. I've been looking at this fucking map for. How the fuck are we gonna I get just, there? Like, what's the what's the blue mean? What are we? What, come on, Jorah. What are we missing? Sure, <laughs> sure. Come on, you can do this. And then he goes and he goes and asks the one Dothraki guy that's still with him, like, "What the fuck is that blue shit?" Are there like, any Dothraki with them? I never see them. I, I don't remember them all dying, but like there were supposedly blood riders. I'm sure mm-hmm. Danny was just like, "Put on some fucking unsullied armor. It looks way cooler." <laughs> yeah, probably. So then, uh, this feels like it happened imme- like immediately. Like, I was like, I knew this is a plot that happened, but I didn't realize, like, literally in scenes all next to each other, he's, like, found out and exiled. Yeah, I think episode eight is when they realize, like, oh, shit, we went seven episodes without doing anything because that's how we structure the show now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's just, let's pop in some Sandy Grey Worm because the audience wants it, some fan service, Uh and then just, like, clean up all these storylines real quick. 
I like so he goes to like Daenerys is like what's going on here and he had like a good lie at first and then immediately collapsed he bails he completely she leaves an opening for his lie he's like oh this is sent from uh it has like she says like this has Robert Baratheon seal and he's like oh it's clearly from Tywin Lannister like he's trying to tear us apart and she's like that doesn't make sense unless it's forged and she's like and then he goes you're right it's not. It's super not. I lied. It's, it's not. Okay. Anyway, I did all these these things. Then he 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 puts his swaddling clothes on the ground and it's his boner and then he starts weeping. And this is the one time that she doesn't want to be called Kelly C. Yeah, like, I'm sure that that must have confused some people. Like, don't yeah. call you your name. Your your that's your birth name. Yeah, Kelly C. Kelly yeah. Clarkson. Yeah. Uh, and I I I guess this like the way it was shot was like. He's like, please, Khaleesi, and she's yelling and, like, not looking at him, because she's like, she's like, I guess it was supposed to mean, like, don't you dare look me in the eyes, but it just looked like she was reading off a teleprompter. <laughs> oh my god, dude, she had the exact same, when, at the very end, there's an extreme close-up on her face, and it looks exactly like the Night's King, in that one <laughs> shot where he's about to touch the baby, and she just goes, go, and, like, yeah. only, only, like, the front part of her mouth moves, and it's the funniest shit I've ever seen. I would. I was half expecting after that Jorah just to be like, "Thank you." Yeah, and then it and, cuts to Jorah, and you see like a blue hand go from off screen and touch him. <laughs> and then it, yeah, shot of Jorah in the yeah. music. Collect like, your horse and get out of here. I walk a lonely road, Jorah, going yeah. into the distance. Uh-huh. Jorah the Explorer. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Reese Bolton is walking with twenty good men and Ramsey. And, uh, I like how the first thing that happens, it's like Jorah, I mean, not, not Jorah, Roos and Ramsey are talking, and Roos says, what happened to Locke? And Ramsey goes, I, I don't know. know. And then Roos is like, okay, anyway, it doesn't know. matter. Who cares? Yeah. It's, Anyways. It's of no importance. They're probably all dead. Anyway. Yeah, anyways, hey, Dad, here's the ceremonial blanket of victory that I got. <laughs> I guess this is how war Tur- works. Turns out you can just make shit up, and it's okay. Yeah. And then he acts, and then he wraps the ribbon, he wraps the blanket around his arm, and now that means I'm the warden of the north. Mm-hmm. And I liked how just, he's like, come with me to the top of this windy hill. And he's just totally fucking with Ramsey the whole time. Oh, yeah. He's like, what do you see? And Ramsey's like, like have you never know, seen like, the Lion King, you piece of shit? He's like, I don't know, like it's grass like rough- and trees? And he's like, no, look harder. Like sky and air, he's like the north. I spy something with my little eye that is north. Yeah, oh fuck. Okay, like you got me there. What's your name, idiot piece of shit? Yeah, bastard. Bastard Ramsey. He's like Ramsey's no. He's like no. Oh, wrong, dumbo. Wrong. You're my son, who I love. Yeah. And then and then he like it looked like I don't know. It wouldn't seem out of the or well, it would because it's two guys. But like he got down on his knees before his dad, and he was like. You know what they say about Boltons and... I don't know. It looked yeah. like he was going to suck his dick. That's the joke I'm going for. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's a fellatio goof. Yeah, it's a joke um, about... Yeah, it super did. Um, I, I forgot to prepare this before this, but uh, I, on my stream, if you, if you at home want to go to the 32 minute and 29 second mark um, in this episode, um, it sounds like R- Roos says to Ramsey, walk with me. Mm-hmm. But Word with me? if you listen, mm-hmm, if you listen closely, you could say it's just because of the accent. He fucking says "warg" with me, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't. I forgot to kind of expand on that more. But um, I, you know, why would Ramsey or why would Roos legitimize Ramsey unless, unless he could retain power by warging into his legitimized son? <laughs> why would he have to be his legitimate son to warg into him? No, warging into him would be good. Because if he if he doesn't legitimize him, then like his fucking his wardenship goes somewhere else. Oh, okay. But okay. if he has a legitimate son that he can work into, then he still retains power even after his body. Uh, yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. So, uh, did you notice how after the evil lord legitimizes his evil bastard son, like heroic music plays? Yeah, and it, as, it, <laughs> it fucking it's a real it stays on it for like thirty seconds of just like the Boltons going. Yeah. And it's, like, uplifting, like, hero music. Yeah, because he's the fucking protagonist of this entire northern storyline. Yeah, Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey Bolton. Everyone's favorite hero. Yeah. And then we go back to Sansa, who's, like, pretending to knit. 
Yeah, she's in her her knitting chamber. And then Littlefinger says, "You don't know my life." And then the scene ends. Yeah, he's like, "Fucking, <laughs> hey, you're you're a grown woman, and why did you save me?" So then Sansa is like, "So fucking cool, hand Luke about this shit." She just like drops some fucking knowledge about like sticking with who you know and knowing what Littlefinger wants. And Littlefinger's like, "Do you know what I want?" Yeah. And then she gives him like a smug look. Yeah. It's like lay Sansa meme face. Yeah. And that feeling when you know what Littlefinger wants. Yeah, that feeling when like you have eyes and yeah. you see that he never zips up his fucking fly. <laughs> uh, and that's that was that was it for that scene. It was really quick. Yeah. But then we go to Arya, who's like, "I'm mad that I didn't kill Joffrey." Yeah. This <laughs> and I was like, "Me too." Yeah. Like I I love murdering people. I get so happy at it. I wanted to watch the light leave Joff's eyes. Yeah. Which you know, cool. And Sandor Great. says some shit about how poison is for women and swords are for men, and it's like, oh, that's a good episode to put that shit in. Yeah. And then um, they get to, to the, the veil, and the guy says, uh, the lady's dead. And Arya laughs like us seeing season six information. Yeah, she does the gag reel thing. Yeah. And, and they were like, all right, scene, take... And Arya was like, I was kidding. Like, that mm-hmm. was, a, I was, that was a joke. That was a joke. Keep it in. It's good character. Do you want me to, like, do the thing where, like, I have emotions about the last bit of my living family like what do we say to the to... god what do we say to the god of death <laughs> yeah and sandor's like ow oh, my neck is hurting and it's not doing well cuz it's like i caldrogoed my neck and i'm not taking care of it but who... and then they're like hey, we're not going to fucking explore that at all don't whatever we? it doesn't matter it doesn't come up later fuck it who cares but yeah that's it <laughs> yeah um then we go back to littlefinger who's talking to sweet robin i hate this fucking kid yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I'm supposed to. So good yeah. job, but I, I don't lock hate him. Yeah, it's like, just I like don't hate it's him just like he's a bad character. He's just yeah, like, like he's doing his intended. I'm a little shit. Yeah. Like, yep, good job, kid. Great, great acting. Yeah, and he he's like, I don't want to fucking go outside for the first time because it's not safe. I've heard the sun is hot. I don't want to fucking be out there. And Littlefinger's like, my man, don't worry. You can literally die anytime for any reason. Yeah. You can die shitting. You can die getting your eyes poked out really hard. This is a foreshadowing scene, my man. Yeah, you can be shitting and someone shoot you with the crossbow bolt. Weird, but it could happen. You could, yeah. you could, you could push your mother through the moon door. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Marillion can do that. Yeah. Who? Read the books. You know, Satin of the Night's Watch. <laughs> uh. So yeah, he's like, "Look, kid, you gotta get the fuck out of here." And then Sansa shows up in, like, her endgame raiding outfit. Yeah, and Littlefinger like, fucking loves shoulder pads. Holy shit. This, yeah, this was designed by the World of Warcraft, like, armor team. Because yeah. her pauldrons are, like, gigantic. And she just, like, I'm, like, a raven witch. Yeah. And you're like, wow, Sansa's a real player in the Game of Thrones. Yeah. I think next to saying Widow's Whale, saying Sansa's a player in the Game of Thrones is my favorite, my favorite joke. Yeah, it's truly... <laughs> It's it's the goof that keeps on giving. It is. So then they do the, they do the thing where like the audio changes before the camera, so you hear the audio from the next scene while Sansa's still walking down, but the audio that you hear is Tyrion drinking the wine, so you just hear yeah. a big gulp from uh-huh. off screen, like as as she's walking down from Littlefinger. Yeah, and Tyrion, remember this guy? And then this is the second scene where it's like, oh my god, this fucking scene happens in this episode, like. Is in the books doesn't he talk to Oberyn and it's like awesome? Yeah, and he, the thing is, is not. He, fuck, he talks to Jamie and it's fucking awesome and really important. But <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, it, the the like the whitewashing of his scene with Jamie was the first time when I really read the books and I was like, what the fuck? Why was this not in the show? Which which one is? Because uh, this show has like destroyed. Boy, my, my I've been like, this show has gas gaslighted me. Right, yeah. I don't know what's real. So what what happens when he he talk, like there's one with Oberyn other than I will be your champion, yeah. right? Well, I'm thinking uh, and then I I was thinking of this is actually after the trial like after he sentenced to death, which isn't a spoiler anymore. Uh-huh. And um yeah, Oberyn shows up and he's like, "Ow, god, that really hurt." <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> yeah, the, the headless Dornishman. Uh-huh. And and then Jamie in in the show, if I remember correctly, Jamie's just like, 
Hey, brother, we I love you. You're super good. I'm Jamie, and I haven't done anything horrible this season, I guess, because who – like, what? Um, Remember yeah, so when I raped our sister? Like, anyway. Yeah, he, he's, just, he's positioned as a super good guy who hasn't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, like, do the fucking, like, Lucha Underground cool handshake. Yeah. And then they, but um, in the fucking books, it's the big Taisha reveal yeah. where, where, like, the whole thing is that – um, Tyrion got married to this to this woman, um, and he thought it was like for real love. But then Tywin found, but she was uh, she was she worked in a brothel, and t- and Tywin found out because he's all about family and shit. So he had um, he ordered like all of his men to rape her, and like and then had like Tyrion had to be involved, and it was like a, the shittiest, most horrible thing to ever happen. And yeah, it's um, like yeah, he's like everyone else does it and pays her a silver, but you do it and pay her gold because you're a Lannister. Yeah. And then Jamie lie and like Jamie. Jamie oh, knew the whole time yeah, that, that she like, wasn't a whore, but yeah, said she was. The which, story like, up until this point has been that like oh Jamie just like hired the men to come out and like they Jamie and Tyrion like saved Tysha, so then they like got down. Basically, um, Jamie knew like the main thing that fucked up Tyrion's whole life. Yeah, and never told him about it. Yeah. So then he's like, to. so fucking in the books, Jamie or Tyrion fucking hates Jamie. Yeah. Like he's he's doing his shit like in season in season five and like books four and five like he fucking hates Jamie, but not here because they're both they're good dudes like, with no moral ambiguity. Just like remember when we were good brothers and we had a cousin with like mental disabilities? Yeah, they're really fucking shitty. Yeah. You like really bad impressions. Like, I I examined him like an animal. Like oh great on you. You're the good guy. I don't even want to do it, like, what they do. It's really bad. It is. Um, anyway, they tell this... What was what was the point of this? I know that it's... The thing is, like, they're like, it's Orson Lannister. Do you guys get it? Because Orson Scott Card, the Ender's Game boy, um, shat on the series really hard. Really? And, like, a review of it. And I, I've, I finally looked it up for the first time. And, like, number one, this is how the showrunners respond to criticism. Like, they make... They give a simple man who they invented... Like, mm-hmm. the name of a person who criticizes them and then has him be killed by a donkey, whatever. Yeah. But he, like, he loves A Song of Ice and Fire, and he was like, they they expand scenes that don't matter and cut scenes that do matter narratively for the sake of, like, sex position and, like, for mm-hmm. for booby and ass. Mm-hmm. It's, for, it's for a lot of the same reasons that we do. Yeah. And so they were just like, what an idiot. Let's, like, make fun of him on our fucking, like, one of our most climactic episodes. Yeah. Anyway, that Tyrion talks for five fucking hours. He does. About why this dude kept killing this, these Beatles. And, like, do you get it? Sometimes bad things happen for no reason. And there was, there was one point where he's like, Tyrion's like, I don't know why he kept killing the Beatles. And it made me feel bad. And Jamie's like, you know, they're starving children in Africa. Yeah, like, right? Like, you can't feel bad about two things at once, idiot. Go die. Yeah, yeah and then Orson looked up We're one both day and he good. was like, the aristocrats. And then, yeah, yeah the, so that was the, he was like, good joke. And then the bell started. That would calling. be a, that is how this series should end. <laughs> Which fucking... both, both D&D sitting on each other's shoulders on the Iron Throne and they say the aristocrats. And then yeah, truly. Anyway, we go to Oberyn, who's like, fucking awesome. Oh, dude, this, this fucking fight pavilion is so sick. It is. So, it's like, so Oberyn good. and Alaria are, like, making out, and Tyrion's like, my dude, why are you wearing a sack of potatoes as armor, and <laughs> also no helmet, and also you're getting drunk? He's like, this is how I always do it. It yeah, works like, every time. Did you learn about fighting in fight college like me? <laughs> hey, unnamed character, throw me my spear. Yeah. And then, and then they fight, and he does the thing, and it's cool. Yeah, and then, like, the fucking Iron Knuckle from The Legend of Zelda walks on screen. And <laughs> all right, uh, you didn't tell me that Gregor Clegane was big. What the fuck? Yeah, that's a, that's a big guy. You that's told a big me boy. that we were coming to King's Landing to fight a very tiny boy. Yeah. <laughs> I've hill. never mentioned that, oh, that Gregor was big. Yeah, the small hill. That's what they call him. The and pebble. Like, so it doesn't matter when you're on your back, and then Tyrion's like, this is a great time to make jokes. Mm-hmm. My dick, Very everyone. Big. My dick. I, I really enjoyed your, like... Bigfoot resolution photo. <laughs> this Pruder film. This, um, this, is, this is a Pruder. This is the new theory. Like, did Oberyn really die, or was it this other guy with the mustache? Yeah. This. Like, if you don't know, go to uh, Brooks or my Tumblr page where there's. I don't know how. Did you know this, or did you like um, notice I had, it? I I remember I had seen a screenshot before 
So, like, I just typed in Oberyn stunt double, and it was the first image. That came yeah, up. so it's the part when Oberyn first, like, before the fight. When he's doing fight, his sick fucking spins. He's doing his sick spear moves, and there's clearly a shot where it's just a different man. Yeah. <laughs> like, full face on, this is not Oberyn. And, Work of the week. Yeah, Pycelle is the worst ring announcer in the world. Yeah, no hype. And he's like... And fucking Tywin gets sick of hearing about all what the gods will do. He's like, uh, the, the father give burr, 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 burr. Strength, the smith give them a big sword, and the, the, the mother give them kisses. <laughs> that's what and all the gods do. He's like, that's enough. All that seven do. of them. Like, where the fuck is Michael Buffer? Really? And, and I don't want to be more, I don't want to be more, like, in the books, but it was so much better in the books. <laughs> it was super, okay. Because he just starts swinging and killing humans watching. Yeah, they're basically like in a tiny... It's like a high school fight where there's just a circle of people around them. Yeah. And he's just fucking doming people with his giant sword. Uh-huh. Just like innocent bystanders are just like getting completely scalped by his sword. Yeah. And Oprah's like, whoop, 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 like, like fucking bobbing and weaving. I mean, it was still cool in the show, but... Yeah, it was super fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, Alaria's like, don't leave me alone in this world. And Oberyn's like, what the fuck is dramatic irony? Bye. And <laughs> She says, don't leave me in this world. And, he'll, and he says, when I return, I'll tell you about your mother. <laughs> <laughs> again. Again with this shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Gregor's like, I'm a big guy. And Oberyn says, for you, what are some other jokes I have for this shit? Uh, I don't want to talk about this. Um, the, the, I, I thought it was really cool when uh, the mountain takes his helmet off and he says, I am no man. <laughs> that was that was good. Yeah, and then Peter Bayless shows up as the guy in the Dark Knight <laughs> in a different costume. Uh, yeah, and then... And then if I take that off, is it going to hurt? The <laughs> um, uh, so O'Brien like, gets him right... Need, I don't know. Yeah, so like Oberyn, um, he goes over to the weekend at Bernie's propped up husk of Cal Drogo that they have in the audience, <laughs> and he's like, "Who has the coolest monologue in the series?" And um, it's me, Oberyn. Yeah, yeah it's me. Um, and then you see Cal Drogo like go Vos, very weakly. Vos. Um, so then he he calves him. He cocks his fist. He Superman punches that staff right through his chest. He he goes ow, even though like the crowd's already booing you. You don't want to give him like another opportunity. Oh, yeah. so, like, so then and we're like, out. wow, fucking Oberyn, Mart- the Red Viper's going over again. He's clearly yeah, like fucking oh. Oberyn wins. LOL. Yeah. So he takes out the staff and it shings out of his torso. Uh huh. It did. <laughs> and he's like, confess. And then the mountain's like, no, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> He fucking sweeps the leg, uh-huh. pokes him in the eye really hard. Alaria doesn't care for that shit at all. <laughs> she and... does not. And I remember I had to read this a couple times. I was like, there's no way he just exploded his head with his hands. Yeah, because I was like, George usually uses more poetic language than that. Yeah, in the book, it's just it's... like, and then he busted his fucking head it to pieces. Literally, the, if I remember correctly, the text is, have you guys ever seen Gallagher? Yeah. It's a lot like that. And I remember thinking, like, I, I was I was just a young child who knew not of the ways of war in these days, but I was like, there's no way that's going to be on the show. <laughs> and then it was. Like, extra explodey. Yeah, it super was. Ugh, yucka. Yeah, so, like, Ilaria is, like, doesn't care for it. Um, but Tywin and Cersei do. Um, Cersei has the same face she always has on, and Tywin's like, I sent it to you to die. And Tyrion goes, how am I going to get out of this one? And then the episode ends. <laughs> Oh, what a scrape. Yeah. You're probably wondering how I got into this situation. Well. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, um, I was, I was, at first I was looking at Oberyn theories before I, like, realized what this episode was actually trying to tell me. Um, and I, I found one about how Oberyn threw the fight on purpose. Yeah. And it just, it just helps to hear that, like, okay, so the plan for Oberyn was always to go kill Tywin in the mountain. Mm-hmm. But if he did that, if he just like showed up and like, uh, oh, they died immediately, like he would violate guest right, and like everybody would clearly recognize, oh, the poison man did this. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in the books, because in the show they're like, the poison man just showed up and Joffrey died. What? Um, so basically, what you're getting to is like, I I knew this all along, and it was my grand scheme that this would happen. Yeah, it was his Dornish master plan, we could say. Uh-huh. And, but like, if he threw the fight with the mountain, but poisoned him. Which we know that, like, canonically he actually did with the spear. Uh-huh. And um, there's also a theory that Oberyn poisoned Tywin, like, at breakfast. And, uh-huh. like, that's why he's... That, that's... Because you just said it. That's the thing that one of D&D says. 
Like, it's not established at this point in the series yet, but it's like, anyway, he's like, yeah, so he stabbed him and bled him and he poisoned him, and then, uh... Yeah. And it was just, like, about this episode, not what happens in the future. Right. But anyway. So, yeah, Oberyn, like, by throwing the fight, he gets his revenge, and, like, he saves Dorne from, like, getting their shit kicked in by the crown. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's just, like, a little, like, it hurts a little less. Mm hmm. He, he was too good for this world. Yeah. You know, the fight fuck man. Yeah. Speaking of the fight, fuck, man. Uh-huh. Um, work of the week? Yeah, work of the week. Okay. Work of the week! Work of the week. Feels so good that she's back. It does. I I, I saw on Twitter earlier our, our friend Ash, who uh -huh. said, uh, doesn't watch or <laughs> Game of Thrones or listen to our podcast, yeah. but imagined work of the week was a game show. Yeah. Like, that would, we need to, ha, ha, what, like, what would be the goal of that? I don't know, um... I told her that I it's it's pretty correct, but the game is that I try to make the listeners not skip forward five minutes and Eddie not tune out for five minutes. Okay. And I lose every week. <laughs> Whoever wins, you lose. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, let's make a warg. Um The warg is right. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Yeah. Um whose warg is it anyway? Um Okay, so assuming Oberyn died for real which is questionable. Mm -hmm. um, we know prior warg physics that he warged into the mountain. Mm -hmm. But, 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 the mountain dies right the fuck after. So what happens then, mm -hmm. right? There's no precedent here. So what I'm thinking is we might have a Scooby-Doo movie situation on our hands where the souls of Oberyn and the mountain are just kind of... Have you seen the Scooby-Doo movie? The, like, live-action one? Yeah, the one from, like, 2002. Where... Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Nice. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, Scrappy Doo is is good in it. Um, doesn't, doesn't he get like buff? Yeah, he gets super buff, and it turns out he's like the big bad at the end. And he uh -huh. almost says the, he also he almost says the b word at the very end. It's very oh like, no, it's very Scrappy bastard either. Scrappy. Um, yeah, I know, right? So okay, so the souls of Oberyn and the Mountain are like pinballing everywhere, and mm -hmm. what I think might happen is they might get switched up at some truly hilarious scenarios, like in the Scooby Doo movie. Like, mm -hmm. oh, hey, it's me, and I'm Oberyn, and I'm in Varys' body. Usually, Varys doesn't want to fuck, but now he wants to fuck. And like, oh, I'm I'm the mountain, and I'm in Varys' body, more like Scaris. I'm going to kick some ass now. Um, I'm Scaris. I'm the Halloween version. Yeah, I'm I'm the grimdark Varys. <laughs> so yeah, this is kind of an open-ended one. Um, I don't know if you could think of like any fun places for this to go. Well... It's funny you bring this up because at least two questions this week involved Oberyn and the Mountain warging into each other. Nice. So our audience, like, you think no, no one likes this segment, but let me tell you, I sure don't. It's all it's all they can talk about <laughs> because I just think it's interesting. You you said fighting and fucking, and it's just interesting because if you think about it in the show, Gregor is the essence of fight, and mm -hmm. Oberyn is the essence of fuck. Mm -hmm. So if they could, like, mesh their consciousness together somehow. They could warg into, like, create the ultimate Game of Thrones Dornishman. Yes. Like, if they could warg, like, the fucking Titan of Bravos and just fucking annihilate people and fuck volcanoes, all kinds of shit. Like, <laughs> narratively, I don't really know where this one is going, unlike the other ones, but, like, the season's budget for season six is the biggest one ever, mm -hmm. and they're, you know, you never know. Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> Questions? Thanks. It's because it's basically the same thing. Good. Like, the questions are the same. Uh -huh. uh, questions, is the same. questions is the same. Uh, if you have a question, you can email us at post... What is it? Postgot. Postgot. At, at gmail.com or send us an ask on our Tumblr, postgameofthrones.tumblr.com. Post yeah, that's us. You'd think I would know after all this time. Yeah. But uh, similar questions sent in from Leaf Crunch and friend of the show... The Tumblr user formerly known as Monoceroy. Uh, <laughs> did you see that email? Yeah. Okay. So they kind of asked something similar. I'll just read Leaf Crunches here because it's the first one I have up. Right. If two people kill each other at the same time, do they warg into each other's corpses? So, like, Oberyn warged into the mountain, and then months later, the mountain warged into Oberyn's skull fragments, <laughs> le leaving the Viper as the sole inhabitant of the big boy body. And ready to betray Cersei as the Valonqar of Doran. Holy shit! There's the narrative shit that I was missing. In my exactly. Life. That's why I wanted to get the questions. Damn. 
Confirmed. I'm trying Double find, confirmed. I'm trying to find a fucking hole in it. Because, like, people are like, oh, fucking Jamie would be the Balan card. It's, it's, an over, it's an over his head. Because <laughs> he blew it up. Yeah, I, I got you. Thanks. But also, Valonqar, little brother. I'm pretty sure Oberyn is Duran's little brother. Yep. Um, fucking confirmed. Like, shit. Leaf Crunch, when are you going to come on and take my segment? <laughs> War- he, it, canonically, he'll have warged into you. <laughs> and will, like, speak it through your body, but with his voice. It's going to be the worst improv game ever. <laughs> yeah, like, when... <laughs> Like Instead of being someone's arms, he's gonna warg into your mind and live with <laughs> you for like seven minutes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A lot of questions. A lot of questions this week. Uh, Thanks, Tom Dork Phoenix asked, "You're probably gonna mention it already. Jokes on you. But what did you guys think of WrestleMania? <laughs> also, sorry about this episode. Yeah. Um. It was bad. Funny. I was expecting." Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar to be like the Mountain and the Viper. Like, like I thought it was good like, and cool. Yeah, like I, th- I thought I always thought Dean was going to lose, but I thought he would like do cool shit and like just make a minor mistake at the end that fucked him. He just got beat up really bad and he looked like an beat idiot. Up real bad. <laughs> and for those of you who who don't watch wrestling, um, I'm not lying. Literally, the build to the story was um, a bunch of old hardcore wrestlers were giving Dean Ambrose chainsaws, <laughs> legitimate chainsaws and fucking barbed wire bats, barbed wire bats. and he just he was just like i don't need that shit yeah i'm gonna fight brock lesnar with my fists yeah i'm gonna go like, up to the titan of bravos and just punch it a bunch and see what happens for our non-wrestler to relate it to this show imagine if oberon they're like you're gonna fight the mountain and he's like okay uh, don't give me, like, poisons or, like, my training or my or cool spear or my light armor. Just give me armor like the mountain and a big sword like him, and I'll, I'll do good. <laughs> like, no. Just, just check this shit out, and then he rolls his eyes into the back of his head, and he's like, look <laughs> over here, I'm the mountain now. Oh, no, I'm falling. Oh, no, I fell into the ocean and with my heavy armor, and now I'm back. It's over, and hey, everyone, I win. <laughs> uh, Tumblr user Brickchip asks... I have listened to this podcast for way too long to have not asked something. I hope you haven't basically answered this already, but do you think if they still exist, diehard book fans should still start watching the show? Or uh, or on the flip side, would you honestly recommend the books to people who are eager show fans and genuinely love the direction it's moved in? Um, fuck. Um, here's the thing about the second part. Um, mm-hmm. I love the direction the show was in. <laughs> At this point, I was like, holy shit, Oberyn just died. This is the coolest show in the fucking world. Uh-huh. Like, I, I watched between. Or I read the books between season four and five, and I, I picked up the books because I love the show so much. Mm-hmm. Um, From what I know of people who watch the show and enjoy it. The only thing stopping them from reading the books is that they're a thousand pages each. Yeah, they're big, and like, it's not like they don't want like aren't interested. It's just like it's it's a lot to ask. Yeah, and like I don't know like if it's a good idea to like do that, but I I sure as fuck do. Like every conversation I have with show watchers is like the books look, the books so good, dude. Like, look, it's and I bad. mean, should diehard book fans still start watching the show? I mean, even though we shit on it a lot, it's like the reason I watch it is because I just like the song of ice and fire and like yeah i want to see more of it and like pragmatically like i i mean i would hate watch it anyways but like the reason like the main reason that i'm for sure watching season six besides this wonderful show mm-hmm. is that like there there will be spoilers and shit for the books even though they're like it won't spoil the books because we're finally going a little off book are you sure um and now we're gonna get to do weird like which of these is true yeah. And which is fake from the show. So, like, I would rather get a bad adaptation than, like, an Entertainment Weekly cover of, like, Cersei blowing up King's Landing or some shit. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. um... But, yeah, uh, like, the first season is good. A thing I think... <laughs> it is. A thing I was thinking of is, like... Because remember, we I forget who said it, but there was that question we had last time that was, like, is there any way it could be a good adaptation? And I think... <laughs> yeah. You could do, like, a six- or eight-episode miniseries of Robert's Rebellion. Yeah. And that would be awesome. I mean, that's, yeah. Because it's, like, already a thing that happened with the beginning and an end. Well, hey, I know you want the good miniseries, but we're going to get... We're going to give you the bad show. The bad one scene next season. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Another question comes in from Tumblr user Deer King, who asked, I've listened to every episode of this atrocity twice now. Twice now. 
Stop! So do either of you have any other podcast recommendations besides Mabim Bam? I'm also <laughs> caught up with Hamsteak 2. Our friends nice. at the Hamsteak podcast. Uh, all of the podcasts I listen to fall into three categories. It's either it? a- about games, about sports, or the Mabim Bam family of products. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, like, I'm... Uh, Game of Thrones podcasts, um, improv podcasts, and comedy podcasts, which are all McElroy shows. Yeah, l- let me get in my let me get my app open. Uh, <laughs> True, that's a good idea. Um, See, so yeah, if all basically all the McElroy ones, like the Adventure Zone and Cool Games Inc. and yeah, all those. I mean, and for games, I don't know. Lay it on me. I. There's two giant bombcast podcasts now, but they're always like three hours, and I'm like, I can't listen to all this in a week. Yeah. But I really like Idle Thumbs. Nice. It's by a couple of the guys who like made Firewatch, and they used to work at um, was it Telltale? Nice. And it's one of my favorite ones because it's like a lot of like in depth. Like here are things we know about creating video games, and we're all very smart. And also like twenty minute discussions about the robots. Like they, there was like the last half hour of last week's episode was in the future. There's going to be brand wars, like branded <laughs> delivery robots by like Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Uh, they're going to try, hope so. but it'll be like a war. Like the robots will try to destroy each other right. and us. A veritable dance of the dragons, if you will. Yeah, and like cereal. Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of like Game of Thrones podcasts, um, the Radio Westeros is a really good podcast. They do like really good. Um, deep like character studies. I just, there's a two part. Their first two part series is on Littlefinger, and I've, I was listening to it last night. And it's like it's super good and in depth. And it, it there's a lot less of like, did this happen in the books or the show? Because it, is it just about the books? Yeah, it's just about the books. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And um, all right, I'll I'll add this one now and, and give it a listen. Yeah. Um, if you want like more shit talking, like what me and Eddie do. <laughs> Um, I also listen to Unabashed Book, Book Snobbery, which is uh, uh, two ladies that I found via Tumblr that do some re- like really good meta that they started a podcast and they just shit on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And that's like some things like I brought into this show like, oh, Ramsey is the protagonist. Like I picked up on that from the things that they pointed out. Oh, so, my God. The first episode of that show is Game of Thrones season five during retrospective. I have to listen to this. Oh, yeah. They're they're super big Dorn fans. And it's 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 really good. Okay, this is this is good. I'm adding this one too. Subscribe. Yeah. Uh, um, last also, question. Fucking stop! Uh, Don't listen to us. Don't listen, listen to us no, twice. Listen, the, the, Brooks is Brooks is the good angel on your shoulder saying don't listen to us twice i'm like yes get the numbers up like download only twenty twenty thousand more views a month before we get funding yeah download every episode every day <laughs> uh last question I, i'm cleaning out the mailbox on this one yeah it comes from tumblr user trampoline who asks my needle kick king question for Brooks still stands okay um let me fucking pull up the threatening direct message he sent me on twitter okay okay <laughs> hey fucker yeah, yeah, literally the last thing is name these fuckers. Um, okay, so we have two Nito Kings and a Nito Queen. Eddie. And he needs names for them. Eddie, Eddie, and Kim. <laughs> Eddie? Well, I mean Apollo, but... No, that's Meowth. Aw, that's true. Mm-hmm. So so that are asshole. you both Nito Kings and Kim's the Nito Queen? Yeah, I... I um, was, Spongebob can do it when you become more of you. That's what I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> you could be reproduced by budding. Yeah. Um, and that's my reference for it. Is Kim, can do Kim it. got a call and found out that her boyfriend died trying to di- drive two Nido Kings at once. <laughs> Reblog this every time. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's a speedy Nido King, a, a raised attack Nido King, and a bonus Nido Queen with raised defense and toxic spikes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's... Isn't one of them Stannis? I mean... I think I think what Matt Trimampoline uh, had originally said is like there would be a Stannis and a Davos or something like that. Uh-huh. I kind of like Eddie, Eddie, and Kim more. Okay. Uh, no one one Nido King is Eddie, Eddie. Okay. And the other Nido King is Kim. <laughs> and then oh, the let, so, and then okay. the Nido Queen is Davos. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. Yes. Um, because uh, he also has lowered attack and he's defensive. 
and so, that is yes. fucking Davos. No and he hands. also has a flamethrower, which is funny because of the Blackwater. Yeah, um, irony. But so, so two of your consciousnesses are in this Neo King, is what you're saying. I worked into myself. <laughs> Congratulations, you worked <laughs> yourself. <laughs> to become me. Okay. Yeah. All right, hope that, hope that helped, Matt. That's the episode. <laughs> uh, do you realize how, like, how... Oh, the, uh, I don't know how ver- verifiably true this is, but also be just because I haven't looked, but on Wikipedia, the season six premiere title has been released. I saw. And it's called The Red Lady. Yeah, which, oh, I wonder what the fuck's gonna fucking I happen. wonder what, who that is. And I saw, I went on the A Song of Ice and Fire Reddit, which I don't recommend, mm-hmm. and... It's... It's the worst. Yeah, it's it's the pits. Um, but not not even of terms like we're racist and sexist. It's just like what which, if which, Sansa was a Lannister? Yeah. Here here's my proof. And yeah, a lot of a lot of theories with very little backing, which I can't abide by. Uh-huh. Um, and it was like, well, maybe Cersei will be wearing red. Like, no, no, you can't do that. Sometimes the episodes have double meanings. I'm like, sure, maybe she'll be wearing. Yeah, it. but the double meaning, one of them is always the exact thing that it says. Yeah, like, <laughs> like John does the thing. It should be the title of the episode because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. What do you mean? He can't do anything. Anyway, <laughs> you do nothing, John Snow. You lazy piece of shit. Uh, we should also probably say review us on iTunes. We haven't said that for a while. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I saw that we. I think we got like a, another stars or something like that recently. That's yeah, um, that's that's good. So yeah, Sounds thank good. you, thank you, everybody who's done it. Um, it my my fragile ego needs to feed. <laughs> Please feed me, Seymour. Feed me those good stars. Yeah. Sonic that job. Yeah. Um, this has been jokes. Um, I... teens. teens. Do you have Do you have Kim? Do you have an idea of another thing we can add to like the sign off? Like to go. Like, like we've GOT to go. Nope. No ideas. No ideas. Nope. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>